we were recording. What's up, everybody? Hello, everyone. Cinematic suffering. Hey. Hello. We're back. We are. We are indeed. Tonight, we are digging in to Beyond the Gates. (laughs) Sorry, I I initiated too much fog. (laughs) Fog, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Beyond the gates. Uh, if you saw our watch along, you'll know that, uh, we barely paid attention to it, but, uh, nonetheless, we did derive some meaning or understanding from it. So we'll discuss some deep emotional meaning. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The film was released in 2016. It's a magnum opus, uh, directed by Jackson Stewart and written by Jackson Stewart and Stefan uh, Scarlatta. It stars Graham Skipper, Chase Williamson, Bria Grant, Jesse Merlin, and the incomparable Barbara Crampton. Hell yeah! Let's watch. Uh, let's watch the theatrical trailer real quick for people on YouTube. You'll be able to see this, but if you're listening to the podcast, just just imagine the trailer by the sounds you'll hear. Don't close your eyes because you're probably driving. Hey, we get the same smoke machine. What if he's okay? What do you mean? I mean, not dead. It's been seven months. If he's out there, it's not our problem anymore. Look at this place. Dad really did a good job keeping it up, huh? Yeah, well, not much could pull him out of here. Do you have Dad's keys to the office? What do you think's back there? This will find out. This is momentous. <laughs> Shut up. Welcome, curious viewers. We found this like weird, probably banned VCR game. It's like a, it's like a board game, you know, but you gotta watch it. Obtaining the four keys allows passage beyond the gates. Only there can your father's soul be saved. Did you just hear that? Where did you say you found this again? And did you try to get into the house last night? Why? Did someone try and break in? I felt like somebody was watching us. Like, uh, maybe you need to take a break from this for a while. We think our father bought this from your store. What if we just stopped? I'm not going to stop until we find Dad. And I suggest you play the game. Where the hell did this come from? Find your father, take the final key, and become one with your new reality. That lady was smoking hot. I think I want it. Sure is now. I don't remember that last part being in the actual movie. I was about to say, there's some things in there that um, kind of surprised me a little bit. And uh, we, we put the B-roll in the trailer. What's a, <laughs> what's a big whip? This is one of those things where, first of all, they, they said the, the, the writing on it, you know, for the, the exclamations from the reviews was fun and hilarious. And I was just wondering... Did these people watch the movie? Uh, what a part it was about it was fun and hilarious. 
Uh, yeah, it was, you know, it, like I, I was probably more frustrated with it in certain ways uh, as we were watching it than than on thinking back on it. I'm probably a little bit more forgiving having uh, sat with it a minute. But, yeah. you know, no, I totally agree. In fact, I was thinking about that um, today before we're heading into into the podcast here that maybe we're I was we're a little bit harsh um going into it and we certainly made that known through the watch through but you know after you know letting it simmer for a couple of days because when did we watch it on friday it's yeah a couple of days so yeah we had the weekend to to really absorb what we saw i, I mean i don't i don't apologize for my initial reaction because <laughs> uh you know i mean it did have some some uh you know, some pacing problems, but I did a tiny bit more research. Um, you might have to, uh, on the director, uh, Jackson Stewart. And it turns out that he was Stuart Gordon's understudy. Stuart oh. Gordon, if, if any of you don't know, is the director, just the, uh, infamous, uh, like director of the classic reanimator from beyond Faust, uh, uh, what's Castle the society? Freak. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and that's what I, I, I noted that I, now I had no idea he was Jackson Stewart was associated with Stuart Gordon at all. So that's a really cool uh, little uh, nugget of information you dug up there because throughout the watch through, I there was constant nods to Stuart Gordon. Constant. Yeah. I mean, not only with the main character's name was Gordon for one. Um, yeah. Uh, the the there's actors that that were used in uh this little play thing that was done here in los angeles los angeles called reanimated musical and stuart garden gordon was heavily involved in that and i actually met stuart gordon at one of those shows which was really cool and that but is cool yeah and a couple of these actors were in that show so all that stuff was tied in along with barbara crampton as well who was famous to be in a lot of those Gordon films. Yeah. It was almost like the, uh, it was almost like the Stuart Gordon was the linchpin for this uh, movie. Um, they, they might've been able to be a little bit more inspired in, in some ways. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't hate the movie, but it was frustrating. Like uh, the thing that frustrated me about it was that y you have basically, you have three characters that are the main kind of characters in the movie that weren't, really that interesting they had i felt like everybody in it was a better actor than than what they were given they weren't yeah. given a lot to work with they all seemed like fine actors to me but they they just it, it was kind of like come on do something that's kind of what i was always urging the movie to do is yeah something. no that's a that's a great point because all, all these guys all these guys are are no if they're not over the top the best actors ever they're very competent actors because i have yeah. seen them in a few things so it, it was kind of surprising when i first saw this um I, I i explained it on the watch through um for the people who are not uh following us on patreon to see this watch through then and you need to i'll just rehash what i just said i said there was that um I, I had watched about 20 minutes of this film before before um, yeah. I suggested it to, for cin cinematic suffering, because I was, we were, my wife and I were sitting down. And we just wanted to watch some a bad horror film, or at least a horror film, not wanting it to be bad. But uh, she couldn't get through the first ten minutes of it, and uh, I said, "Well, I'm going to give it a little bit more of a chance." And then by twenty minutes, I was like, I "I'm out too." But then <laughs> I was like, this is something for cinematic, so uh, I immediately contacted Clay, and I was like, "Let's check out the trailer for this film. Let's uh, let's check it out." And so. Um, and yeah, and that pacing, that dull pacing keeps keeps going for maybe until the first legitimate kill, which happens forty eight minutes, fifty minutes into the oh, movie. Oh, it's 
it's unacceptably long into the movie, but it was kind of like you're almost it's almost like if you go to see a comedian and you don't laugh through the first half of their set. And then when you finally right. do, it's almost a reprieve. And that was finally the first kill was like, oh, finally a kill. But what kind of surprised me about this is like, OK, it's an obvious low budget film that we're dealing with. You can tell it's a it's a new director because they're making some kind of, you know, like um uh, he, he's making some some mistakes i'd say he's kind of making some new new director mistakes yeah. so you're like all right but then the kills show up and it's like who did you get to do the fx for this because they right. aren't bad at all like there's yeah. some um the redeeming uh, factor of these is that there's some pretty good kills in there there's one headshot that's like damn man that looks like they made a real convincing bust of the actor's head yeah. and it, it, it really looked good i was like wow it's a uh, surprising that they actually kind of come with the goal or when they need to right yeah and that's what uh i think that was that's well when that finally happened we were both like you were cheering i know you were cheering you're like fuck yes I was like, <laughs> finally i was just like breathing kind of a sigh of relief going oh my god finally we're you know doing something at least and yeah the 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 special gore effects were really great and uh yeah like i said i think when we think of the redeeming value of movie you don't particularly think maybe it's the gore effects but i think this is what kind of brought me back might brought you back into the film to like okay let's see where this keeps going um, yeah. unfortunately the kill count is rather still low there's the, there's not a lot of people in the movie so that's to be expected yeah. i guess there weren't a lot of characters to kill like in the they just they they weren't developed well like if you're if most of your movie is people sitting around talking in a room, they need to be saying something that, yeah. that keeps the audience interested in. And it was, they, they just, they didn't give them anything to work with. Like there's some, some, some uh, relationship tension between the, the lead character and his romantic interest. He used to be a drunk. He's a recovering alcoholic and, and I guess yeah. he's sexually incompetent because he does it like he doesn't want to, you know, do it with his wife. But none of that stuff ever hits home. It's not yeah, that there's, interesting. There's a, a little subplot. And uh, I don't know, you may have missed it, uh, but where she was, you know, she kind of alluded to she hurt her wrists <laughs> and she hurt her wrists uh, like in uh, an early period. They're sitting around the table, her, the brothers, Gordon and whoever the, the other brother was and. The other brother, the homeless brothers, was like, oh, how did you hurt your wrist? And she goes, oh, I, I fell. So it was later explained that Gordon, her boyfriend, had uh, physically assaulted her while he was drunk. And uh, I guess pushed, okay. her down, pushed her down and she broke her wrist or something like that. And, you know, that's, that's traumatic. And that's, uh, you know, but I'm thinking, what, how does that fit into the movie as a whole? Is this something that could be removed from the movie and the movie would still be just as vapid as it was when it, I, I, it felt like they're trying to force something in that was meaningful but at the same time it felt like a little bit too much when you, i mean like it must they must not have they it must not have been something that they really hammered home because i you know i watched it with you initially and then i watched it again i watched our our um you know, like our commentary of it again, yeah. just so that I had all the plot points in my head and I, I missed it twice. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, it's definitely in there. And it was, it reminded me of, you know, you know, they're trying to get Gordon to be a sympathetic character that we care about. Right. And, and they I, fail, they fail. Uh, that's not the only reason they fail. Not just because <laughs> of this plot point, because I, I just think it, I go back to the, like think of the shining and the movie, the shining and Stanley Kubrick's version. And how, you know, Jack Torrance starts off as 
oh, you kind of think he's a good guy from the very beginning, but you don't really because you kind of get this slimy aspect to him. And yeah. then, you know, it's slowly re- it's not slow. Uh, yeah, I guess Kubrick gets always slowly revealed that, uh, you know, he was an abusive, drunk uh, husband and father yeah. who abused his kid and pretty much abused his wife too and it made him totally unlikable and that's how it was i mean if that was the direction they were going to go with gordon i i would have understood that but they, they're trying to give him this weird redemption arc of him physically assaulting his wife but we don't see anything else that comes from that so well and that and their their the tone of their relationship doesn't it doesn't reflect like spousal abuse at all i mean but it, that's almost kind of like you know i don't know yeah or even <laughs> long term we don't know how long this this couple's been together they don't tell us. No. They don't tell us, right? And uh, we don't. And it's just still a girlfriend and boyfriend situation. They're not married. No, I don't think so. They yeah. never mentioned. You know, no one's ever introduced as their spouse. So. Right. So it's just like kind of a some of these weird, small, minor choices. Uh, you know, it's like why not make them married? Why not make them a long time married couple that you know, you know, by long time maybe they've been married five years and at, yeah. at the beginning at the beginning of that relationship is when he do, did that and he's trying to been trying to reverse his ways up to this point but we don't know they could have to me it seems like they're just a girlfriend boyfriend they've been together for you know a year maybe and anyways <laughs> yeah well i mean in the kind of character that they present uh, from gordon he's like he i can see why he was cast as the herbert west character in the uh, reanimator musical because yeah. he's perfect for that and i watched some uh excerpts from uh, from the play and it's he's great in it he's yeah. a good singer you know like it, that that play looks fun oh it was uh, hilarious great yeah and um so i could see why he was cast in that but in this he just he he kind of comes off like a herbert west character but it doesn't make him very likable in a way yeah like he he definitely definitely doesn't have jeffrey combs gravitas who does though right but, um you know i mean he's just he seems like introverted and and just weird and, and stiff and and bad socially like he doesn't they don't give us a whole lot of reasons yeah. to root for him they don't they don't give us anything really uh you know like they don't give us a reason to really like her or dislike anybody that much like the yeah. characters that they that you can tell are obviously set up to be contemptible villains or that are going to get killed later on or still they they spend so little time and effort yeah. with them in developing their character that you're kind of like okay i'm glad there's a kill but it was almost or like we said a reprieve from the boredom of the movie and, right um one thing that kind of struck me about it too is it's like in a movie like this the the board game is basically the big macguffin of the film it's 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 the necronomicon of this right. movie and it wasn't that interesting it wasn't like you you never get a good sense that they really fleshed out how the game is played and and it just you know it, it would have worked better if there were some really creepy disturbing illustrations involved with it or if there was yeah. just seemed to, to be more backstory and lore associated with the game itself it didn't have that it was just you know, yeah it was a good idea that just wasn't executed all that well unfortunately yeah and you're right the one the biggest selling point of this is that it's a it's a take on the old 80s well not old 80s but you know late 80s early 90s uh there's a a big uh thing about vhs games and vhs board games you pop the video game or you pop the vhs tape into your vcr player and you follow along maybe pause it every once in a while as you played the game and you kind of work in sync with the vhs um so yeah you'd think that would be a huge part of it because that's how it's advertised and you'd think there'd be some kind of game a little more complex game mechanics later because it just seemed like they're just 
oh, well, this rule is now this, you know, or we we have to do this now. We have to do this now. And it's like, well, where do these cards come from? Remember, they're going through cards. Yeah, like, they were pretty, cards. They were pretty well illustrated. Car- yeah, of course, I'm going to as illustrator. I'm going to notice that. But, um, <laughs> you know, they were pretty well illustrated. But uh, yeah, like the, the, you know, I wouldn't it's not that I need the game to be just like something that looked to look like something that you could go to the store and buy and right. actually play. It would be nice. But. You know, I understand that's a big ass, but sure, it, it seemed pretty slapped together. And, um, you know, I mean, like, still, it, it sounds like we hated it. I, there were certain aspects of it that I found frustrating. I'm, I'm rooting for the director because I think that there's something there. It's kind of yeah. like, um, have you ever like gotten into a band and then realize that you were about maybe three albums into their career and you go back and listen to the first one and it was like, wow, they they come a long way. This, yeah. this feels like his first EP. It feels like there's, there's something there. He's got, uh, I think he's got a lot of potential, but he, yeah. he needs to, to work on characters that we can get into or, you know, just kind of make it so absurd and, and ridiculous, maybe make it just an outright comedy that to keep you right. invested in the people on the screen. If, mm-hmm. if you're spending that much time with them, not getting killed, they need to be doing something there. I think that's why a lot of directors in the eighties kind of leaned on a lot of nudity and, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, yeah, crass I mean- humor. Yeah. And if he was going to be taking from those things, he should have gone all in. Um, I think, you mentioned comedy where this film really wanted to play up some of the comedic aspects of it. Uh, but they really, uh, they fell flat a couple of times. I could, sometimes it was kind of, it was kind of funny to see the two brothers interact with each other, uh, doing the awkward hugs where they didn't know whether to give a hug or to shake their hand. And, and then, in, you know, at the end of the film, they give themselves, they give each other a sincere hug, you know? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was great. I actually did. Um, yeah, it was, but, yeah, you can see what he was going for, but but it, yeah, but the the stuff the events leading up to it, the the awkward little funny, supposedly funny stuff, it just wasn't working for me. I was just oh, like, it it fell flat. If it, yeah. they were going for jokes, it just was. It just came off kind of flat and awkward. It's like when you make a joke that no one even under registers as a joke, and then they just stare at you. That's kind of how. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how it felt. It happens to me uh, multiple times on a day. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I can't. I, I tell ten great dad jokes to my wife, and uh, she maybe laughs at one. So, well, uh, wives <laughs> are never a good audience. They they never appreciate our brilliance, right? Or they're sick to death of hearing about it every day. They realize they didn't. They don't have to laugh anymore to uh, make us feel. Yeah, better. Yeah, what are you going to do? Move out? <laughs> it's over uh, for both of us, buddy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, from the from the from the very beginning, though, um, we get the we we don't really get a sense of time again. It, it's, it's weird. Uh, we see a family hanging up a, a grand opening sign on a video store uh, back, I guess in 1990 or whatever. And yeah, it, it, it's this family. You see this kid with glasses on, and then you see this other kid with no glasses. And <laughs> that's, they, they made, made sure to make sure to really uh, point those kids out. And then like the last shot of that first scene is just the dad, just like, uh, uh, just doing this weird look and i'm like uneventful that, it was uneventful because we don't really know what happened um to the dad because that was one of the main plot points where dad disappeared he's been disappearing one of the things they said he was disappearing on and off throughout the years and then he just disappeared permanently in the seven months ago 
Got to get some cigarettes and milk. <laughs> cigarettes and milk. Like those kids are like, I've never seen him smoke a cigarette, and I've never had a sip of milk in my entire life. But he's just been gone. Well, and that's that's another thing. It's an odd. It's an odd comparison. But you know how in like all these SNL movies, they always seem to sh- to start off with uh, like a flashback. Like here's like you know I don't know like Half Baked, Talladega Nights. Any it, like any of these these silly comedies. There's always like they always start off with the flashback scene where they're kids and it's it's formulaic but it's a way to kind of introduce the audience and tell them what these characters are like like here's a personality they've always been like this this is always the dynamic now we're going to cut to them as adults that's that's pretty much the only reason you do a scene like that this the 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 intro scene where it shows like they existed as children it does nothing (laughs) to lead you into the movie aside from established that dad owned a, a, a VHS store, which was, un, it was this unnecessary flashback thing. Yeah. And dad was off screen so much that he just barely registered as a character. It right. Like, yeah. That's all we heard about. It was just them talking about him or mentioning him. Yeah. And, and it's it's like it relies on people to tell you about him to even kind of remind you that he exists as yeah. a character. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, again, they mentioned that that was a main that was the main plot point. Right. That, you know, dad yeah. is dad has disappeared. Um, the last thing he was watching, apparently, was the video cassette of Beyond the Gates game board game. And it's not even near the climax of the film when they're in this otherworldly dimension, which is just a look like a, a theater stage that they put props on. But... <laughs> yeah. It looks like I'll <laughs> use the red light for this one. <laughs> and uh, he shows up and then it's like, why is he demonic? Why, how did he get there in the first place? And yeah. And oh, spoilers. I mean, I don't know that anybody really cares, but spoiler, like at the end of the movie, everybody that was killed throughout the movie. And I guess they were kind of killed by the game. Like they find tote, they find like a, a voodoo doll in the, in the box. And then they, mm-hmm. or they, the game leads them to find a voodoo doll. They dig it up out of the yard and then they reach inside it. And then that disembowels a a character. And then he shows up later in the game. So everybody that's associated with the game that dies returns as this demonic person. There's one character in there. I I said, he looked like Mortis, the musician. Yeah. Uh, It's like, who who the hell was he? No, I swear. I was understanding. I remember watching and we're just like, who is this now? (laughs) Is this, is this just some demon guy that just showed up? um, Yeah. Like there's just, they, 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 yeah, it's, uh, there were a lot of missed opportunities, just yeah. even working within the resources and the structure that they had, they, they missed a lot of opportunities to give us some interesting backstory, some lore, some, um, you know, kind of hell, if they're going to do, if they're going to start the movie with a flashback, it should be a flashback showing what the game's capable of or what it wants. Right. You know, like like they're seeing other people play it or something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So your film sucks. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, I know. mean, uh, I mean, we're we're being critical of it now, but like we pointed out that there were some good aspects of it. You know, the special yeah. effects were good. Um, the the actors are good, and I I think that it was just kind of like a. It, I think the pacing and the the tone of it was a little bit off. Where I didn't know if they wanted it to be funny or. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a good point. Like it just, it didn't, it didn't quite know what kind of movie it wanted to be. It's, it's, it's yeah, for being so influenced by Stuart Gordon, they didn't 
really take uh, they didn't really uh, you know take a lot of the aspects that made his films kind of these wonderfully campy classics is is uh, it's just a, the over the top um uh like acting and i don't know what what is what does make his movie so wonderful there's something really great about him but something it's, it's campy to... i always go back to reanimator just because you know you the acting is always over the top um the the there's always some kind of gore effects or something is happening within the yeah. films you know it it, it doesn't plot it doesn't plot on for an hour before we see anything uh gordon gives us kind of what we need spaced out nice yeah kind of like yeah, a crack it, dealer <laughs> like not that i would know that much about it. Like his first dove is free and then you're <laughs> gonna come back but you're right he always starts off like i'm gonna get you right off the the, the in the before the first credits even like the initial credits roll somebody's getting their head chopped off or there's something just deeply compelling going on and he and i mean i it's it you could call it crass and base but he's just like okay we need some female nudity in this so you know like that's a uh bless her heart barbara crampton i mean it's when I was doing research on this, I had to stop myself from just doing image searches over. Like, right, no, this right. is not helpful <laughs> for the podcast. But yeah, she, uh, you know, she she was great. He he knew like what a trooper to yeah. to, to even sell. Like I made the joke during during our watch through of it that I'd love to be a fly on the wall when Stewart tried to uh, sell her on some of the scenes that she was going to oh, be in in his movies. <laughs> yeah, like you want me to do what with what? That's, okay i guess I, I i guess you're a genius i'll i'll do it uh, i'll do know. it are you sure no one's gonna see this film <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it's oh, not gonna become the thing you're known for by any means right <laughs> now the um but i was i was thinking like even like um like like gordon's dagon which uh i absolutely love oh, yeah. I, lo- I love dagon and it, it kind of has that weird kind of slow intro but he's still incorporates some mystery in it and then even when we're in the town of Mboka, um stuff is already happening there's a storm the the atmosphere is just literally dripping you know and yeah. just wet and you know mysterious and then you know that that's within the first you know 15 and 20 minutes he just thrusts us into this world and you know maybe that's what i was missing from a gordon-esque or an homage to Gordon yeah. is something like that, where he thrusts you into this world. You know the you know the rules of the game. You know what you're getting involved in. And uh, Beyond the Gates didn't really deliver on that. Back to Beyond the Gates, that this was it looked promising. It looked you know for me it was right up my alley when I saw the cover and I saw the you know the theatrical trailer. A board game. It's like yeah, yeah. man, I get, I get it. It's '80s nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I love board games. You know, let's do this. And they. Yep. Uh, fair to middling (laughs) fair to middling well i mean if i could recommend though i I would recommend people to check it out i mean yeah if if only at least to see some of the cool little kill scenes i mean i guess you could just go pop those up on youtube or something but nah go watch the movie they 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 took enough time to make it you can sacrifice a an hour and 26 minutes out of your life i think that's how long it was yeah yeah it wasn't too long in fact uh four of those minutes are probably credits so you know, yeah, I mean, always look the silver lining. If anything, watch it with us. Watch us make fun of it. Yeah, and, uh, until we get uh, until we get bombarded with the inevitable cease and desist. Oh, just stop <laughs> doing that. Well, I mean, I guess uh, do we have anything else to say about uh, Beyond the Gates? 
No, it was it was, a, it, it was a okay at best a horror movie with some some good kills from a director that I think is probably going places if he if he sticks with it. So yeah, I think out of the the ones we've watched so far, and I think this one is slightly above the rest that we've seen. So. Uh, yeah, it was definitely better than that last herd that I already purged from my memory. <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking about. In fact, that one, uh, th I thought I had already edited. I thought I didn't edit any video on it, and so I started editing the editing it, and then I I get that. Uh, are you sure you want to save over this file? I was like, what? And it turned out I had already put together the episode, and I was like, oh, oh, I guess I did. I the just. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you purged it from memory yeah, so yeah. much you forgot you edited the thing. Yeah, I forgot yeah. I had even edited it down. So I was just like, oh, I did do that, didn't I? So it was. Well. Well, yeah. that's uh, that's Beyond the Gates. And, yeah. Beyond and, the Gates. And uh, we don't, we have no idea what we're going to do next, but we'll figure it out. And um, if you stuck with us, we appreciate you checking in. We do uh, horror movie commentary, reviews, and we uh, do vi video games, horror video games. So check that out. Exactly. We have, uh, you know, all the good social media stuff will be posted in this video. You'll find it on our SoundCloud. And um, yeah, until then, uh, I hope you guys don't suffer too much and if you have a recommendation for a movie that you'd like us to watch and sit through then please post that shit, post that, post that shit in the comments uh head to our discord too we got a discord and uh, i think that's about it yeah for now for now more to come see right now this is where we cue the outro music going out and it's creepy bing gong bing boo i don't know how it goes but and then we'll you'll hear it this is how we fade out we do this ready clay yeah Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>